Welcome to My American Melting Pot, the podcast for people living multicultural lives. I'm your host, Lori L. Tharps. I'm a Black woman married to a Spanish man raising three bilingual, biracial, bicultural children. I'm also a journalist and the author of the book, Same Family, Different Colors, Confronting Colorism in America's Diverse Families. Some people call me a cultural critic or a pop culture pundit. I call myself a diversity diva. I'm really glad you're here for a quick but important melting pot minute. Hello, melting pot community. I'm going to put on my professor's hat for today's melting pot minute. I'm recording this episode on Wednesday, May 27th, 2020, and America is a hot mess. The Rona still has the whole world on lockdown. Donald Trump is running wild on Twitter again, and it's open season on black men. Also, again. I don't even know if I should say again when I'm talking about the open season on black men, because really, it's kind of a perpetual state of being for this country. But just in case you haven't heard the latest... On Monday night, a black Minneapolis man by the name of George Floyd was killed by a police officer who basically suffocated him to death by lodging his knee into Floyd's neck for five minutes, despite Floyd's desperate cries that he couldn't breathe. Of course, all of this was caught on tape in front of a crowd. Meanwhile, in New York City just a few days ago, a white woman named Amy Cooper decided to try calling Wolf on an African-American man who asked her to leash her dog in Central Park. The man happened to be an avid bird watcher who coincidentally is named Christian Cooper, so they have the same last name, but they're not related. Anyway, Christian Cooper asked Amy to leash her dog as the area of the park where they were walking is a designated bird sanctuary and dogs have to be on their leash. Rather than comply with the law, Amy threatened to call the police and tell them an African-American man was threatening her. And that's exactly what she did. She played the victim, called the police, and said she was being threatened by an African-American man. Meanwhile, Mr. Cooper was actually recording the whole thing on tape, and so the whole world got to see how Amy was acting up. And now... Amy, who was a vice president at a bank or financial institution, has lost her job, she lost her dog, and apparently is now receiving death threats. She also, as of my latest reading, has been banned for life from Central Park. I bet Amy wishes she had put that leash on her dog and walked away. So, Mountain Pot community, what are we going to do to fix this mess? I know there are a lot of people who are really frustrated, angry, sad. I know people are outraged and traumatized, incredulous and angry. And that's why I'm putting my professor hat on today, Melting Pot community. I'm going to try to teach you all how to fix this mess. Are you listening? Good. First, Black people, you are not going to fix this mess. This is not Black people's job. I'm going to say it again. Not your job, black people. What I want you to do is sit back and let the white people fix this problem. Your job as black Americans right now is to tend to your loved ones. Tend to your bruised and battered souls. Love on your children. Remind them that they are beautiful and worthy of joy. White people and white people adjacent, this is your job and you need to get to work. I know, I know, you're thinking, 
I want to help, but I don't know how. I mean, what can one person do? What am I supposed to do? I'm going to tell you. That's why I'm here. That's why Professor Lori is here right now. Your job is to dismantle racism. I know. Don't freak out. We're going to break this down. White people have to take this on. Black people have been marching, protesting, and reminding the public that Black Lives Matter for centuries. But you can see that it hasn't really moved the needle in ending racism. Yes, we've changed the laws, but we haven't been able to change the mindset of white America. We haven't been able to convince white and white adjacent people that black lives really are inherently as worthy as white lives. Racism is an illness that white people suffer from. All white people, even the white people who don't feel like they caught the racism, trust me, you have it. But let's just say you're one of the white people who might consider themselves super woke and not racist. I am super happy you exist. I'm proud of you and happy for you. But you still have to do the work that black people cannot do. You must be the doctors that help your fellow racist white brothers and sisters cure themselves, rid themselves of this insidious disease. You see, racism is like an addiction. And like anyone who suffers from an addiction, you can't solve the problem for the addict. They have to do the work themselves. And so we, as Black people and Black-adjacent people, we can't force white people to rid themselves of an addiction, of an illness that they aren't even recognizing. And that's the first step. First, white people have to admit that they actually have a problem and they have to be willing to work on it to rid themselves of the problem. I mean, black people could have the definitive 12-step racist anonymous guidebook or even the racism equivalent of methadone and it wouldn't help if white people won't accept the fact that they are in fact sick. So Professor Tharps is telling you that in this country, white people are sick and sadly, Just like the secondhand smoke that impacts and injures those who live with smokers, racism impacts and injures those of us surrounded by white racism. Now, we're not going to take a time out on this part of the lesson and debate whether or not black people can be racist too. If you want to, look that up for extra credit on your own. I'm fine with that. What we are going to do, though, is focus on the problem at hand, which is the racism that white people are afflicted with. I want people to understand and recognize that the senseless police killings, the persistent wage gap, the redlining on real estate, the inequality in public education, the disproportionate number of Black people in prisons, even the disproportionate number of Black and brown people dying from COVID-19 is a result of racism, racism in the bodies of white people. You can call it structural racism or institutionalized racism, but guess what? Those were white hands that built those structures and institutions. And those are white hands that are keeping those structures and institutions running today. So again, white people, this is your problem to solve. And here's the thing. You're not solving the racism problem to make black people feel good. You're curing yourself from an insidious affliction that hurts you just as much as it hurts people of color, maybe even more. Just like a drug addict may feel good when he inhales or shoots up, we all know he's killing himself. Same is true for racism. I mean, look at poor Amy Cooper. Woman is now jobless, dogless, and living in fear for her life because her racism flared up. And she's a simple, isolated case. 
white people and white adjacent people, you need to solve this problem for yourselves. America will actually only be able to live up to its greatest potential. You know, that country that where everybody can live and breathe and survive and thrive, where everybody is contributing to society. That's a society I want to live in. And that's a win for everyone. I mean, more educated people, less violence, less crime, more people working together to solve our worst problems, like global climate change and our dependence on fossil fuels and a cure for COVID-19. We could do all those things if we work together. If half of us weren't using all of our energy just trying to stay alive and out of sight of police officers and vengeful white women like Amy Cooper or the cop who decided he had the right to murder a black man in front of a crowd. So white people get to work. Fix yourselves. Fix your families. Fix your kids. Make this your number one issue. Talk about it all the time. Don't stop talking about it until you've come up with a solution, until you've come up with a cure. Talk about it at book club, pray on it at church, have conferences, go on retreats, meditate on it. I believe in you. I know you can do it. I mean, if you can put a man in the moon, you can definitely rid yourselves of racism. And I and all of all the other black and black adjacent people will totally be cheering you on. We want you to do this for yourselves. We know you'll feel so much better when you rid yourself of racism. And we'll feel better too. I mean, come on, we're all going to benefit. I will be there. On future episodes here on My American Melting Pot, on the podcast and on the blog, I'm going to be sharing with you some more tangible ideas and things that you can do to really and truly rid yourself and the world of racism and what people who are not white can also be doing to help this process. So stay tuned. Thank you, Melting Pot community. Class is over. My American Melting Pot is produced by me, Lori L. Tharps. Our editor and technical director is Brad Linder. Our theme music was composed by Sumi Tanoka. Thank you as always for listening, Melting Pot community. Don't forget to always live your life in color. <laughs>